What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 12 wide receiver start sits. So talking about every single week 12 matchup, talking about every fantasy relevant wide receiver, and then list them as either a start fringe option or a sit. So the starts are going to be the wide receivers you feel confident firing up as either your wide receiver one or your wide receiver two. The fringe options, more your wide receiver threes, your flex options may not love them in your starting lineup, but they're fine. They're suitable. They can definitely be slotted in there. And then sits are obviously going to be players that you would prefer to keep on your bench. We're just going to jump right into the first Thanksgiving game with the Packers taking on the Lions. Now, starting off with the Packers here, I have Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, and Christian Watson all as sits. And some of you may be wondering why I have Dobbs and Reed as sit options when they've been pretty impressive as of late. I mean, Romeo Dobbs has 11 plus PPR points in six of the last eight games. Uh, Reed has back-to-back big games, 19.4 PPR points in week 10, the 19.2 on Sunday. For me, looking at these two wide receivers, because I mean, Christian Watson at this point is a clear sit. Looking at Romeo Dobbs, he's gone over 40 receiving yards one time in the last six games. It's just tough for me to continue to bank on him scoring touchdowns week after week, especially on a Packers offense that's not necessarily like leading the league in touchdowns, right? Like if this was a crazy explosive passing attack, then maybe you want to trust that, but I think they're pretty middle of the pack in terms of touchdowns. So I don't want to continue to bank on Romeo Dobbs getting into the end zone on lower volume because his weekly floor is just very, very low. And then for uh, Jaden Reed, it's just the lack of volume. In the last seven games he's played in, his highest target number is six. If you're maxing out at six targets, it's hard for me to trust you week to week. Now on the other side of this Packers-Lions matchup for the Lions, Obviously, you're firing up Amon Ross St. Brown. Dude is a high-end wide receiver one rest of season. And then Jamison Williams, I do think he's a sit, but maybe showing some life could be someone who breaks out within the next few weeks. Now, the second Thanksgiving game is going to be the Commanders taking on the Cowboys. And for the Commanders, Terry McLaurin was going on a nice run, kind of stepped back a little bit over the past couple of weeks. For me, I have him as a fringe option here because it's a tough matchup going up against the Cowboys. And in a tough matchup, Terry McLaurin hasn't proven he has that super high weekly ceiling. And then the last two weeks, the floor hasn't been great. So if you're not a high ceiling option, but you're also not wildly consistent, and then you also have a tough matchup, I do think it's fair for me to have him more here as a fringe option, wide receiver three play, and then going to be sitting the other wide receivers for the commanders, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Looking at the uh, Cowboys here, you definitely continue to fire up CeeDee Lamb as a very strong wide receiver one. And then I really wouldn't be trusting uh, Brandon Cooks or Michael Gallup in my lineup. Each of those guys have had fine games over the past few weeks, but in terms of consistently expecting it, I would only want to be rolling with uh, C.D. Lamb in this one. And then the final Thanksgiving game, the 49ers taken on the Seahawks. For the 49ers, I have Brandon Ayuk as a start. Ayuk has been a monster all season long, huge big play threat got to continue to fire him up with a lot of confidence. And then for Debo Samuel, I have him as a fringe option. He has been pretty wildly disappointing after the first three weeks of the season. So first three weeks, very impressive. Um, since then, has not. In his last four healthy games, Debo has only been targeted 11 total times, and he hasn't scored over 16 PPR points in any of those last four. I do expect him to bounce back rest of season. Like I don't think he's going to be this bad. Uh, moving forward, but I definitely don't think I can consider him like a locked and loaded start just with what we've seen over the past few weeks. So he's a fringe play for me. Then looking at the Seahawks, um, even though the 49ers defense is tough, 
they've actually given up a decent amount of points to opposing fantasy wide receivers. So I do think this is a fine matchup for Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And then I'm going to have JSN as a sit. He's definitely started to work his way into this offense, but he's not giving you consistent startable fantasy production. So until he does that, he will stay as a uh, sit for me. Now, the next game is going to be the Dolphins taking on the Jets, and pretty much I like the top wide receivers in this game. So Tyreek Hill, obviously locked and loaded, high-end wide receiver one. Jalen Waddle has been decently disappointing, but I still think you fire him up at worst as like a fantasy wide receiver two, even in a tough matchup here against the Jets. Then looking at the Jets here with Garrett Wilson, coming off a down game, I still think he's a really nice start. He'd honestly been pretty consistent, even on a really bad offense with really bad quarterback play. Now they're benching Zach Wilson. Don't know if the quarterback play is going to be much better, but I really don't think it can get much worse. I think they're going to continue to pepper Garrett Wilson with targets, and I definitely think he's a startable wide receiver too. Now we're going to have a divisional matchup between the Saints and the Falcons here, and we're going to have Chris Olave as a start for the Saints. Looks like Michael Thomas is going to miss some time. We saw A.T. Perry kind of step in for him, so A.T. Perry is going to be a sit. Same thing with Rashid Shahid. For Chris Olave and just all these other Saints weapons sake, I honestly hope they end up, uh, you know, rolling out with Jameis Winston. Obviously, you hope Derek Carr gets healthy, but in terms of an ideal fantasy quarterback, I would much prefer Jameis Winston over Derek Carr for these guys. For the Falcons, it looks like they're going to be pivoting back to Desmond Ritter. Don't love that fantasy-wise for a guy like Drake London. He didn't really get to take advantage of the uh, few games of Heineke at quarterback, so I think London's a fringe option. The talent is there. He's just not put in the best situation um, to succeed here on this Falcons offense. We have another divisional matchup between the Steelers and the Bengals. And I do want to talk about these uh, Steelers wide receivers here. I have Deontay Johnson as a fringe option, George Pickens as a sit. We've had five games since Deontay has come off of IR. And I just wanted to talk about the splits between Deontay and Pickens in those five games. So Deontay Johnson is averaging 11.5 PPR points per game on 8.2 targets a game. I think the target number is strong. The point per game number has been a little bit disappointing, but it is after like back-to-back really down games just in general from the Steelers passing attack. So 11.5 PPR points per game. And then for George Pickens, he's down to 8.4 PPR points per game on only 5.6 targets a game. So with how terrible Kenny Pickett has looked, how bad the Steelers passing game as a whole has looked, there's really no shot I think that you would want to be playing George Pickens in your lineup. I still think Deontay's fine as like a wide receiver three because the volume is there. He, you know, theoretically should give you a decent floor, even if he hasn't really shown it over the past few weeks. You're just kind of hoping they can get some volume going here, get something going in the passing game. Um, so I think Deontay's more of like that wide receiver three at this point, but Pickens has to be a sit, even if he is plenty talented. The production just hasn't been there when uh, Deontay's been healthy. Now looking at the Bengals, obviously Joe Mixon out for the season is brutal for these weapons. I still think you fire up Jamar Chase as a wide receiver one with a lot of confidence. I think T. Higgins is probably the guy who takes the biggest hit here. We kind of saw it early on in the season, right? When Joe Burrow wasn't playing like Joe Burrow when he was dealing with that calf injury, T. Higgins was really the guy who suffered because they were manufacturing touches for Jamar Chase. They were force feeding him. Higgins was the guy that was kind of getting left out there. So I think Higgins is more of a fringe option, whereas if Burrow was healthy, he'd be a locked-in wide receiver uh, too. Um, this is obviously assuming that Higgins is going to be able to play. He did miss that uh, Thursday night game. And then for Boyd, he is going to be a uh, sit for me. 
Now the next matchup is going to be the Jaguars taking on the Texans. And for the Jaguars here, if you guys, um, you know, have been following my channel leading up to the season or even early on in the season, you guys know that I was very, very high on Calvin Ridley heading into the season. And I felt like in my last rest of season rankings video, which I think I put out um, last Thursday, it kind of seemed like I had finally pivoted off of Calvin Ridley, you know, finally dropped him down. I'd still been a little bit optimistic. So I, you know, kind of started to give up on the dream there. And then he goes out, puts together a dominant game, and now I feel like he's going to drag me back in here. I'm not jumping all the way back on the bandwagon, but I do still think he has some juice rest of season. We'll see if he's able to string together these performances with any consistency. But right now, I'm going to have both of these guys as fringe options, Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's kind of done this where he's had a boom game, gets people's hopes up, and then it you know falls off, another boom game. So like I said, I hope we do get some consistency there. Because um, it is good to see him uh, making big plays, having a big game. Also in a Trevor Lawrence boom game, which is also good to see. On the other side with the Texans, I mean, Tank Dell is legit. This dude is, you know, just lighting it up as a rookie. Um, crazy impressive considering his size, draft capital. Not a guy who's supposed to be hitting, especially at this level, um, you know, in his rookie season. So Tank Dell's a locked in start. Nico Collins commanded in a lot of volume. He's also going to be a start for me. Noah Brown, we'll see what his injury situation is kind of tough because he had been a guy who had been super productive. Then he strings together like two huge games. You would like to see him kind of be able to ride the hot hand there, but unfortunately he uh, missed the week 11 game. So we'll see what his status is. And then uh, going to be sitting Robert Woods as expected. In the next matchup, we have the Buccaneers taking on the Colts. Mike Evans continues to produce and Chris Godwin continues to be disappointing fantasy wise. So for Mike Evans, obviously you're firing him up as a start. And then Chris Godwin at this point, I feel like he has to be a sit. It's tough because I did think Godwin was interesting heading into this season. I think this Buccaneers offense and Baker have kind of overachieved. So the fact that they've overachieved and Godwin has not paid off at his um, you know fantasy price has been underwhelming. But I think at this point, right, he hasn't provided much of a weekly ceiling and his floor hasn't been great as of late. So he will be a sit for me. For the Colts, Michael Pittman is someone who has a locked in weekly floor very, very consistent. He's going to be a start for me. And then I have Josh Downs as a fringe option. Seems like some people are pivoting off of him a little bit. He's had like a rough stretch over the past three weeks. Um, so he kind of is banged up heading into the, what was that? The week nine game. Um, he doesn't play a full role. I think he leaves pretty early on in that one. Then he's limited in the week 10 game. So he doesn't play his full role. So that's two down games. Then he had the bye week in week 11. But prior to that, he was on a tear. He was really breaking out, had some great chemistry going with Gardner Minshew. So I would not be shocked if coming off the bye week, he kind of steps right back um, with where he left prior to getting injured. So I still like Josh Downs rest of season, really liked him um, heading into the draft. So hopefully he uh, can get back to it here in week 12. Now the next game, a rough one here between the uh, Patriots and the Giants. For the Patriots, I like Demario Douglas as a fringe option, back-to-back really solid games. He is probably going to be their clear wide receiver one rest of season in a room that's got a lot of veterans, you know, some, some banged up bodies there with the Patriots. He's kind of like the young dude who should continue to break out rest of season. I also like the matchup here against the Giants, so that's going to help him. For the Giants, we had a pretty big Darius Slayton game. Not something I think is going to, uh, you know, happen week after week. So even after the big game, definitely going to be a sit for me. Same thing with Wondell Robinson. Now looking at the uh, Panthers taking on the Titans, these are two pretty rough wide receiver rooms, just led by veterans. So for the Panthers, still firing up Adam Thielen, decent game. 
um, in week 11. And then for the Titans, D-Hop had that deep touchdown. I still don't think he's someone who can be super reliable. The Panthers have also just been pretty tough um, for fantasy in terms of giving up points to quarterbacks and wide receivers. They've been pretty rough at stopping opposing running backs. So I think this is definitely more of a Derrick Henry matchup. So D-Hop's going to be a fringe play for me. Aside from that one huge boom game with Levis, it hasn't been great since then, even though he did have a decent um, week 11 game. In the next one, we're going to have the Rams taking on the Cardinals. And for the Rams, looks like Cooper Cup is day-to-day. Obviously a tough break with him getting injured. So hopefully he's good to go. If Cooper Cup is playing, I'm firing him up. Uh, Puka with a decent game with uh, Cooper Cup obviously missing most of it. Regardless of Cooper Cup status, Puka is going to be a start no matter what. And then going to be sitting 2-2 at well. For the Cardinals here, I am expecting a Marquise Brown bounce back. I think he's a really nice buy low, but I definitely can't list him as a start after his two worst games of the season back-to-back with Kyler Murray back at quarterback. So he's going to be a fringe option for me, and then uh, sitting Michael Wilson if he plays, and um, Rondell Moore. Now the next one is going to be the Browns taking on the Broncos. And for the Browns here, I have Amari Cooper as a sit. Um, In the five games where Deshaun Watson has either missed or left very early on, Amari Cooper is only averaging 8.8 PPR points per game. Watson really hasn't been great as like a quarterback, but the backup quarterback play has just been far worse in terms of uh, supporting these Browns weapons. He also draws a matchup here against Sertan, so really just a terrible situation all around. I have no interest in uh, playing Amari Cooper this week, and then also going to be sitting Elijah Moore. Then for the Broncos here, I mean, Cortland Sutton continues to get into the end zone. I do have him as a fringe option just because the volume hasn't been there. And this is also a tough matchup here against this Browns defense, but he keeps fine in the end zone. And obviously he clearly has a knack for it. He's a great contested catch guy. Um, But I do think the weekly floor kind of scares me off a little bit. So that's why he's a fringe play. And then sitting Jerry Judy, very, very disappointing season um, out of Judy here. In a divisional matchup between the Chiefs and the Raiders, I'm going to have Rasheed Rice and Justin Watson as sits. Watson had the uh, best game out of the Chiefs wide receivers, but not someone I want to trust in my fantasy lineup. And then for Rasheed Rice, honestly disappointing. I thought coming off the bye, being a rookie, he was starting to kind of, you know, gain a little bit in that wide receiver room. I was expecting a little bit more against an Eagles secondary that had really struggled to stop opposing fantasy wide receivers. He didn't come through, so with no teams on by this week, 16 matchups, I just think there are going to be better wide receiver options than Rasheed Rice. And then for the Raiders, I'm going to be starting Devontae Adams. He's had two really nice games back-to-back after a uh, rough stretch mixed in there. And then I'm going to be sitting Jacoby Myers. Honestly, it's kind of rough because he was so great early on in the season, but his production is just completely tanked off over the uh, past four weeks only averaging 7.4 PPR points per game over that stretch on only 3.3 targets per game. So the volume has just completely vanished. The Raiders revamped coaching staff is clearly very invested in feeding both Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Unfortunately for guys who rostered Jacoby Myers, they are not super invested in uh, you know feeding him rest of season. In the next one, we're going to have the Bills taking on the Eagles. For the Bills here, Stephon Diggs, you're still firing him up as a wide receiver one even in a not-so-great game, Um, and then definitely going to be sitting Gabe Davis. I mean, his production has plummeted. I think Khalil Shakir has an outside shot of potentially taking over that wide receiver two slot. So sitting both of those guys, um, I know Shakir, the big game, maybe has some upside rest of season, but for this specific week, wouldn't really trust the role. 
And then for the Eagles, um, obviously starting A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. This was the first like Devonta Smith boom game in an A.J. Brown down game since I think um, either week one or week two. So I'm not concerned with A.J. Brown. He's a stud. He'd been on an absolute tear. Continue to fire at both of those guys with a lot of confidence. Then on Sunday night football, we have the Ravens taking on the Chargers. And I have Zay Flowers as a start here. I know he's been underwhelming over the past few weeks. He had a really nice start to the season, kind of fallen off a little bit. I think this is a spot where Zay Flowers is going to be trending way up rest of season. With Mark Andrews out, they're going to need to rely on Zay Flowers to produce for them as their top weapon. This is also a great matchup here against the Chargers. So I kind of feel like this is the perfect storm for Zay Flowers to really have a huge breakout game. Plus, he would have had a really nice uh, fantasy day um, if his touchdown didn't get called back. So he was close to having a uh, boom performance there. And then going to be sitting OBJ. He's shown some flashes over the past few weeks, but not someone I'd really want to trust in my lineup. And then also pains me, but sitting Rashad Bateman, have really liked him over the past few years, just has not panned out. And then for the Chargers, obviously Keenan Allen locked in start every single week. Quinton Johnston, I think at this point, the nail in the coffin is probably there um, for Quinton Johnston, at least for this season, right? I don't want to write off his entire career, but in terms of getting something done this year, it doesn't seem super likely. He's had every opportunity and he hasn't just like not really come through. Like he's had some pretty serious downs, um, you know, since kind of taking over that wide receiver two spot. So disappointing. Obviously you don't feel great about it if you're the Chargers because you could have had Zay Flowers. You could have had Jordan Addison. I mean, could you imagine Jordan Addison in this Chargers offense as Herbert's like wide receiver two? I mean, they would be lighting teams up. So tough break, but Quinton Johnston definitely going to be a sit for me. And then the final game of the week, Bears taking on the Vikings for the Bears with Justin Fields back, DJ Moore's back, big game. Those two, when they're playing together, the splits are great. And then for the Vikings, just talked about Jordan Addison. Regardless of Justin Jefferson's status, Jordan Addison is going to be a start. I think he kind of got a tough draw with Jefferson missing last week because he drew the Sertan matchup, which is obviously very difficult. Um, We'll see if Jefferson plays in this one. I don't think he's like a lock to play kind of up in the air at this point, but if Jefferson's playing, I'm firing him up in my lineup. And that's going to wrap it up for um, all the week 12 matchups. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. Hopefully it helps you uh, set your wide receiver lineups. But if you guys did enjoy, smash that like button, subscribe. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.